Hello and welcome back to episode two of Fog Dog and Bastion. Uh, sorry for the delay in getting this episode out. We have had a pretty busy weekend. We've just got back from National Cross Country. Uh, Bastion, how was it? Uh, didn't quite go as planned for both of us, but uh, what are your kind of thoughts on the weekend? Yeah, so going into the race, I mean, I was pretty much 100% positive I was going to be top one individually. <laughs> No, I'm kidding. Yeah. That obviously didn't so work out. <laughs> <laughs> no, I I thought going into it, there was maybe like an outside chance I could get in the top 40 and get one of those All-American spots. Yeah. I know Fogg was thinking the same thing. Um, Absolutely. Obviously, it didn't happen for either one of us. Uh, not even close for either one of us. Further for me than for him. <laughs> um, yeah, this, this is one of those days um, kind of like outdoor 5K conference for me where... I can look back at it and honestly just laugh. Yeah. Because it was like, it was just so bad. Yeah. Like, it's a good learning experience there. <laughs> <laughs> How to go for That's what they all say. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, same for me, honestly. Uh, you know, going into it, Florida State, uh, you hear it's a really nice course and everyone runs really quick there. And it, it was very quick. I actually, I wore my watch. Um, I always do it in cross country. I love to... You know, get it up on Strava and see see what was kind of going on throughout. Um, but it's such an underrated course for like obviously it's quick, but it's incredibly difficult. Um, overall, pretty flat, but there's one massive hill every lap, and I I just got completely found out by it. I uh, five five hundred meters in, I was pretty pretty tired already. It, Definitely didn't go as planned. Um, could could have probably been worse. Like, I mean, honestly, the the field was just so unbelievably strong. Yeah, I think. I, I think a good way to put it was obviously there is like ten to fifteen guys that are just slightly better than everyone else, and I think no matter how you draw it up, those guys are going to finish there. Yeah. But really, after that, you got a hundred and fifty people that are good enough to get top forty, and every day different results are going to happen. And Absolutely. That's just kind of how it was, and the 40 people that were top 40, they were that day. You never know if they would have been in, on any other day. I mean, that's the beauty of cross country, but <laughs> but really that course was it was really meant to benefit 1,500 runners, 5K guys, just shorter guys like Fogg and I, but man. Quite the opposite. Quite the opposite. I mean, and we can just make excuses and say that um, <laughs> it doesn't benefit because we did bad. But when you look at the results, I mean, man, obviously my 1500 final, I talk about it a lot, was probably the best 1500 final in NCAA history. Yeah, the 2021 outdoor final won by Cole Hawker. And six at the Olympics. Yeah. And of those 12 guys, I mean, I think only three or four of them left. Yep. And not a single one of us eight that were in that race finished in the top 40. Tw- 12 in the final. Two left and went pro, I think. Cole and Waleed. Yeah. No one, no one of the field of 12 in the 1500 final outdoors was top 40 in cross. No. And Which is unbelievable. And really only one of them was close, right? Elliot Kipsang. Kipsang. Oh, and Garcia, Garcia Romo. Romo was so, close as well. Yeah, Mario Garcia Romo from Ole Miss and then Kipsang. I think Kipsang was 50-something. Uh, which, yeah, it goes to show just how well everyone is running. And... I, I think we both felt well prepared. Like, we've, we really don't have any excuses. Our training had been going well. Maybe you had a little bit of a cold kind of leaning up. Um, but I think, honestly, overall, we were pretty ready for that day. And it just 
wasn't what we hoped it would be. Yeah. That's that's the way running is, though. And mm-hmm. it's one of those things. I would say, um, for me, obviously, I don't know if I could have gotten top 40 anyway, but a reason why I finished 200 in a millionth place <laughs> was um, it was definitely more mental than physical. Obviously, I wasn't feeling physically good, and I was a little bit sick all week, but I think as soon as I hit the line, I was ready to give up, and I gave up. 200 meters in when I went out hard and realized that I was still close to last. And yeah, I, I guess for 9.8K, I was just mentally checked out. Yeah. Yeah. And it's once you're at that point, it's so hard to come back from it. I, um, our coach, Jay, kind of had a plan for both of us. It was, it was pretty similar. For me, it was kind of get a little bit closer to the front than it was for Baston, but it was kind of like get out hard without, without being ridiculous and uh, kind of settle in in about anywhere from like 40th to 60th, 70th early on. And uh, I went out hard. Like by my watch, I was 235 through the K, 419 through the mile. Obviously, the, the official race splits are a little bit slower than that. Um, but like it, a couple of hundred meters in, I was, I was in an okay position. And then you just start getting swallowed up. And I think one of the things that that was both of – like for both of us it was our first national cross country and I think one of the things that we're not really used to is being in a race with a field that size um and kind of in the first 500 meters there's 250 guys who are all trying to be at the front and then when it narrows it narrows and if you're not right up there and you're not used to kind of being in a big pack it can be pretty daunting and I think I think I felt that um I was in a bad spot, probably 2K in, and then there was just no coming back from that point. Yeah. It's such a huge shock when you go out uh, a week, was it two weeks prior? Two weeks prior at conference. And, conference, yeah. Yeah, and you go out in 250 for the first K, and you're yeah. tied for the lead or a step back from the lead pretty much alone. Yeah, yeah. And then you go to regionals, and... Fog was about 235 for the K. I was closer to 240, 242. At regionals? Or? Yeah, regional. Or nationals. nationals yeah, yeah. Nationals. I was probably closer to 242-ish through the yeah. K. And, man, I was pretty close to last place. <laughs> yeah, so you're running 425 mile pace. Yeah. And you're nearly at the back of the pack. Which is ridiculous. Like, how much quicker can you go? If you, if you put in a spurt to try and get up, and obviously... Maybe looking back on it, we should have tried to get ourselves further up. But I, I felt like I was sprinting, and uh, yeah, you know, maybe maybe it would have worked out a little better if we had gone even harder for a little bit longer at the start to work our way through that pack. But honestly, I don't really think we had much choice, and it kind of it kind of showed with uh, Yard Nagoose. He was well, he qualified for the Olympics uh, for the fifteen hundred for the US this year. Obviously, got injured, didn't end up running at the Olympics, unfortunately. But um. With 2K left, I, I was in a bad, bad way. And I flew past him. Like, he was, he was in a bad way. And then, obviously, Cooper's here. Another Man. one. Like, credit to him for finishing. That was unreal. Yeah. I, yeah, I, looking back at it, I don't know if I would have done anything differently. I, yeah. yeah. I, like, I went, in with, I went in with that strategy of getting out a little bit slower because I really thought people were going to die out there. But they just didn't. <laughs> yeah. and, and honestly, yeah. I think if I would have went out that hard, I would have. Yeah, so. oh, absolutely. I just think we were well prepared, but we weren't prepared to go out at 2.35 and be kind of getting dropped. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, I mean, 
un, unreal running from the guys at the front. Connor Manns, Kip two, uh, Kyoko in third, Charles Hicks in fourth. That that guy has really surprised me this year. Um, just unbelievable running. And then for for guys like Yard and Cooper um, that was that was hard to hard to see. I remember with about three hundred to go, I came running in and I saw I, I, like I was in a pretty bad way. Like I was very tired and on my right, just ahead of me, Cooper was kind of like stumbling along. And I gave him a little pat on the shoulder and said, "Go on, Cooper. Like, come on, you're, you're nearly there." Not really realizing, knowing he was in a bad way, but not realizing like he was he was in a bad. Bad one. <laughs> uh, like I, I tapped him on the shoulder, said like, "Come on, come on, Coop, finish off," and he fell down straight. Like I tapped him, and he, he fell <laughs> over. Uh, that was kind of at the start. Well, for what I saw, kind of the start of his like um, stumbling along kind of thing. And then obviously he had another couple of hundred meters down to the finish. Um, but credit to him. Um, we probably you'll hopefully have another national cross next year. That could be my one and only. We'll see. Uh, maybe back, maybe not. Um, yeah. So it was an experience. It was an experience, and now we're moving on to indoor track. Can't wait till best season on December 11th. Yeah, and I think that'll be great. Uh, I can't wait to see what you do uh, during indoor. Uh, probably a thrill. 3K or mile season opener, um, and a great way to kind of move on from cross country. But before we get to indoor, uh, we've got quite a few questions that we can answer. Um, if you are listening on a different app to YouTube, um, get on YouTube if you want to ask us a question, we can answer them, and every episode we're going to kind of try and make an effort to get to pretty much all the questions that we find interesting. Um, and kind of give our, give our best answers to those um, for, for the viewers. Um, so pretty much starting it off, this question um, is kind of directed at both of us, and it's asking about our time goals, specifically for the 1500. Um, so Christopher Hamill, what's the time goals for outdoor track this year, respectively? So 337 for both, or will Foggy be focusing more on the 5k this year as he had that progress in the Don Bassin starts off. Well, not easy. I, <laughs> my, my time goals realistically are just under 337.5 because that's the or it, it is the Olympic trial standard, but it's also the US trial standard. And this next year there'll be world championships, and I really would like to qualify for at least the US championships, and then who knows, see how far I can make it in the rounds, and who knows, I ain't lucky enough. Yeah. World Championships here I come, but I'm still on a US team. But no, like realistically, just give it a three three seven five. Just I want to be at that race, get some more experience under me. But then, um, just in general, this is just a me thing. All college runners do differently. I don't like to set time goals. I want to win nationals in whatever event I do. Um, so whatever it takes to be yard and keep saying they run three thirty. I'm going to run 329. <laughs> yeah. And if they run 340, then I'm going to run 339. So it's, that's kind of where my standpoint is. Yeah. yeah, completely fair. Um, I think winning national title would be huge. Uh, and it's a good goal to have, definitely. Uh, for, for me, uh, sub 337 is something I think is pretty realistic. I think maybe on a good day, if we get a good race, we could go a little bit quicker than that. I honestly thought we probably would this year. Well, I mean, given your progression, maybe maybe not you at the start of the season, but by the end, uh, you're the one who made the national 1500 final. So I think 
both of us can run probably, hopefully, under 337. Um, we'll see that, we'll see. Uh, and kind of that second part of the question, asking if I'm going to be kind of focusing on some of the longer stuff, um, focusing on the 5k for outdoor is kind of an interesting one. We'll, we'll see what happens through indoor and outdoor. Uh, I probably will open up indoor with the 3k. And I think it'll be really in interesting, sorry, seeing kind of how the work we've done over the summer and then during cross country will kind of translate into the track. I've never had as much of a base under me as I do now, and I think um, it definitely will pay off in the short stuff, you know, in the 1500s and miles, but it could pay off in the longer stuff. And I kind of did see that at the back end of the summer, running that 1345 5k in uh, that kind of wet my whistle a little bit for, <laughs> for the longest stuff. Um, but, I mean, I just got absolutely hammered at National Perspective, so <laughs> it's a tough one. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's a tough one, it really is. I'll kind of see what happens over the next few months, kind of hopefully run well indoor and, uh, yeah, see what happens. But yeah. Moving on from that, uh, one of the questions that has always kind of been asked of us both quite a lot, and I, it's, it's technically addressed to me in this, but um, it is definitely quite a big one for both of us, I think. Um, so, Sebastian, you can go first with this. From To See the World on YouTube, did you ever consider transferring from Drake to a school in one of the Power 5 conferences? Well, I'm going to start this off with, wow, it would be fun to see the world. <laughs> uh, my short answer is to let you know. Um, the only time there's only really once where guys were even considering transferring and probably I'm sure it that next, but um, for me, I wasn't good enough at that point. So I, I really didn't become the runner who I am now until this last outdoor season. And so this outdoor season, obviously, like, it had to go through my mind a little bit, just being in that final with all, yeah. all uh, Power 5 school teams, individuals. Yeah. Um, it definitely crossed my mind once or twice, but... When you think about transferring, you're changing a lot of things in your running, just what you're doing on a daily basis. Like, Oregon does different stuff every day that we do. Iowa State does different stuff every day that we do. Every school does different stuff. And it works for some people, and it doesn't work for some people. I mean, not not every team develops every single athlete they get. No, and so, not. when you're in the training plan, and you're consistently getting better with crazy progression in that training plan, why don't you change it? Yeah. If they broke, don't fix it. And so... It's a good saying, yeah. Uh, honestly, I couldn't even name the Power 5 conference, that I think. Like, I, not that that really relates to the question, I can assume that Power 5 <laughs> conferences are big schools, but um, I just really don't know that much about the whole NCAA in general. You know, I know quite a few of the big schools, but um, I struggle keeping up with conference meet results. I'm, I'm very interested generally in the running world, but I, I find the whole NCA pretty confusing. Um, and you know, when I first came over to Australia, so many people in Australia, in England, from wherever, um, were kind of saying, why, why are you going straight? Like, why, why Drake? Uh, and it was really interesting, and uh, kind of a couple of years ago, around about now, I was kind of questioning that myself because. When, when we first came in, Bastion came to at the same time, uh, when we first arrived, the head coach was Mark Cowell, double Lincoln, Irish, 350 miler, 7.30 for 3k. Unreal. Unreal run. And he was like one of my main deciding factors in coming straight. You know, 
learn from someone like that. Not necessarily that a great athlete is always going to be a great coach, but they've obviously been there, done that, um, and you know, it, it was going to be cool to learn from him. It's got to help. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. And I think it did. We both we both had a solid solid enough first semester. I ran better in cross country in that first semester than I ever had done before. Um, and I think the strength work really kind of paid off. Um, the strength work in the sense of that's kind of what most NCA schools kind of focus a bit more on. Um, but he left after our first semester. Around about two years ago, right now, Mark Carroll, our head coach, called. An urgency meeting, uh, and he announced that he was leaving. And at the time, it was kind of a little bit of a shock. Um, it was one of the things that kind of was huge for me coming straight. And in that moment, I was like, "Well, Carol's left. Jay Colasius, who's our now head cross country track, uh, cross country coach, and he handles the the distance uh, people as well um, during track." And He's been great all the way through. He's a very personal person. He, he gets along well with all the boys and girls, and um, he's someone who is great to have. And I was worried he would follow suit, follow Carol, or go somewhere else. And if that happened, that's when I would have thought about leaving. So it crossed my mind, but only because I thought Jay was going to leave as well. And if Jay left, we would have been on our own. We really would. Yeah. yeah. And then you get coaching turnover. Which nobody really wants to say. Why? The reason why I didn't want to transfer in the first place was because I didn't want to see a different training plan. I didn't want to try something that might not work for me, especially when what was going on. I was working for both exactly. of us. And when both your coaches leave, then it's just a given that you're going to have to. So yeah, yeah if Jay, if Jay would have left, um, honestly, I probably would have as well. I'm sure yeah. both of us would have left. But yeah, it was mad. And the thought I explicit never would happen. Yeah. Our pod never happened. Wow. Never the world would be a different place. We have two less mullets. Yeah. 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 <laughs> My mullet is still coming along nicely. If you're not on YouTube right now, uh, get on. You can have a look. There it is for the global YouTube viewers. And speaking of YouTube, uh, obviously the following exclusive has been up and running. We're coming up for our two year anniversary. We're coming up to 10k subscribers. Um, it, yeah, it was January 2020, so in a couple of months we'll be there. Um, from Chasery, who is a loyal Fogdog subscriber, and I hope is now a loyal Fogdog and Baston subscriber, <laughs> would Baston make his own YouTube channel? Uh, oh, I, I get that one a lot, just because, uh, you know, you're the big shot and I'm <laughs> the up-and-coming boy, so yeah, that's a question I get a lot. Um, my short answer to that would be no, but at least that's short-term. Long term, maybe, but um, if I did have a YouTube channel, it wouldn't be quite like what Fogback does. So, Fogback does amazing, and that works really well for him, but we, we're all our own people. And um, I think, like, while running is a major aspect of my life, like, I'm also like, a big fashion guy. I, like, I collect shoes. I have way too many pairs. You couldn't even, <laughs> couldn't even guess how many pairs. Actually, anyone guesses how many pairs of shoes I have in the comments? You'll give them away. Yeah, I'll give, I'll give a pair of my Yeezys away. Don't but, notice that. Yeah, well, it's, probably nice. I'll give you a hint. It's in the three digits. Yeah. But um, I love fashion and I love gaming, which is two kind of weird things that usually don't go hand in hand. But Four opposites. Yeah. If I did a YouTube channel, I would have to have like some sort of gaming or fashion aspect in there, um, maybe as well as running. So. If I did, it would look completely different, but uh, right now, don't have time to. 
nor do I like nor am I willing to put in the effort. Honestly, the stuff he does on a daily basis for his YouTube channel is crazy. So props to him. But I'm too lazy. <laughs> <laughs> it's good fun. It's rewarding as well. And I think uh, I I completely understand that but it's good that we've now got, you know, Fogel and Bastion, we've got our own YouTube channel together. Uh, for now, it's going to be purely podcasting, but who knows? One day in the future, you might just see uh, a room tour, a shooter, or a Pokemon tutorial for. Uh, Maybe Armstrong tour if you guys are looking for. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> One day there could be some, some more content other than podcasting. <laughs> um, so for the time being, we'll stay as a duo. I've got obviously the Fog Dog. Um, Maybe one day in the future you'll get some, some more videos from Mr. Bastion. Um, anyway, still on Chase Group, uh, a couple of questions from him. The ultimate goal, Bastion, what was the ultimate goal? Time, distance, place, what do you want to do in life? Um, well, the ultimate goal for everyone is, first of all, a break form lie, which finally accomplished that this year is something wrong at this point. Yeah. I mean, that would just be really sad. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> that kind of makes it sound like it's uh, an easy task, which it, it definitely isn't. But yeah, um, he's now done the 1500 equivalent uh, a couple of times, probably, I don't know, three, three maybe four times. Yeah. Done the equivalent. Yeah. Obviously, going out and actually breaking four in a mile is a different beast, but I have absolute faith he will. Hopefully, yeah. yeah. Hopefully, we do that right and get that done this year. But um, I'd say the ultimate goal, career goal for guys like Bobby and I, it's, it's kind of the same as every. Big time or medium to big time runner, it's yeah. a little bit metal. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Whether that's representing the United States or Australia and England at the same time, <laughs> who knows? Yeah. Maybe we got the Aussie singlet and the England shorts. But <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but the goal is the same. Yeah. 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 No, good stuff. Uh, and obviously, yeah, for me, pretty similar. I, I assume I won't be running for the US anytime soon. Uh, collect my third passport one day, maybe. But um, for the time being, Running for GB, uh, I've swapped over from Australia. I obviously grew up there this year. My parents moved back to England. I was born in England. Uh, all my family's from England. Mum and dad uh, and my grandma back in England. Um, grandma always has me, but yeah. Uh, hopefully, represent England, represent GB, you know, make these international competitions, and who knows, maybe one day win a medal. But for the time being, um, just being able to kind of keep running after college uh, and being able to hopefully join a group where you're in a group full of like-minded people, where we are here, um, but on a slightly different level, I guess, um, being able to keep running and hopefully, you know, making teams and winning medals and stuff. Well, winning medals is a long way down the line, but I think making teams is definitely realistic and it's hopefully something that we'll come with. Absolutely. For sure. Running. Yeah. Um, and on that, uh, would you ever go up to 10k plus distances? No, nope. I wouldn't even consider it. <laughs> <laughs> Until my legs can't go fast anymore, that is not even a thought for me. Yeah. I just can't stand it. Uh, I mean, if you guys watched that cross country race this weekend, I'm sure <laughs> you understand why I can't stand it. Moving <laughs> back into 219th place just is not a good time. Hey, you were 217th, I think. Wow. Give a little bit of credit. I just, um, wow. Two places higher. That changes everything. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, um, <laughs> yeah, so uh, for me, for me, I think it's probably a little bit different. Um, Bassett has a lot, a lot of speed. And, uh, yeah, you, you really never seen anything like it. But, um, maybe, maybe some people can match it, but honestly, it's unreal. Um, I'm not quite. In the same boat, like obviously I've got D 
decent speed. Um, but I think for me, I'm probably going to end up following a more natural kind of progression. So for now, I'm, I'm still calling myself Marla. Um, and hopefully I will be able to call myself Marla for you know, a couple of years to come. Um, but then, who, who knows, maybe even this year I'll become 5k runner. Like that might become my, my main event. Um, and if it does, I think over the next few years it could end up being 10k. And when I'm, when I'm done with the track, I'll definitely... The, the plan is completely to move on to the roads. Um, over the last few years I've kind of got a bit more of a taste for it. Um, and even though I love running the track, definitely. Yeah, one day running the roads is something. And the unbelievable thing, the unbelievable thing about him overall is, um, so far in my career, I've been at least since I've been since I've broken out, I've just just been good with fifteen hundred, just been good with mile. Granted, I haven't really had an opportunity to run the five k yet since I've broken out, but yeah. But what he's done is absolutely ridiculous. I mean, he can run everything. He can go out and beat Kevin Kosky in the ten k, which was. Uh, another rival of the conference. Yeah. Won the conference in the 10K. Yeah. He could come back after the 10K and two rounds of 1500 and then win <laughs> the 5K. I mean, this guy can do it all. You're in that one. Uh, <laughs> top 50. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, what, what he can do is ridiculous. Hopefully, I can get to that level. But I mean, for a guy like him, it really might just end up coming coming down to what the competition does yeah. and yeah. what event looks like is going to give him the best chance to win at nationals. Which kind of sounds like I could be trying to say the easy option, but at the end of the day, like I feel like I'm pretty pretty equally good at fifteen hundred and five k. Not quite at the top, nowhere near actually, but decent at both. Like pretty decent. Near. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. For 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 the kind of. Pool that we're in right now, the NCA, getting getting there. I mean, I'm still a fair bit of work to do, but like, yeah. I'm used to work indoors, so. Yeah, like getting getting up there, but um, I do. I feel like I could do okay in both, and so you know, if one is gonna give me a better chance of winning a national medal, um, then for sure, for sure, yeah. I yeah, because yeah. I'm happy in for the time being. Seriously, give me yeah. ten years and I'll. He's sticking to the marathon. <laughs> um, anyway, moving on. Sam Gill back in Australia. Um, I assume this question is directed at me. Uh, any plans to come back to Australia anytime soon? And this is a tough one because uh, the goal would be yeah, get get me back there next week. I'll I'll come back anytime. But realistically, this year uh, in twenty twenty one, my parents moved back from Australia to England. Um, corona over in Australia, the, the situation overall was really good, like they, they handled it well, but it got a bit overboard, um, Australia kind of turned into like a little bit of a prison island, um, <laughs> it was unbelievable, um, and then yeah, mum and dad ended up moving back to England, um, so realistically now for me, Australia is a pretty hard place to get to, we don't get you know months and months off running, we don't get that much time off school, um, and it's just so far from everything. I love Australia, I grew up there, and I hopefully will get back there a lot in the future, but for the time being, um, England is home again, so I'll be back in England for Christmas, and then who knows, maybe next year, hopefully, hopefully, uh, I'll get back there, and I can't wait for that day when I do get back there, but the flights are, uh, yeah, not ideal. Moving on from that, Parker Max. We met Parker after regional cross country, yep. and Parker, I have to say, I'm incredibly disappointed. <laughs> the question, 
Yeah. The question. I'm I'm hoping you meant spoke like a <laughs> It's a question. In the last episode, uh, I was wearing a morning brother t-shirt. You know, fog dog merch, the fog dog exclusive merch. And the question is morning brother t-shirt with a question mark and an eyes emoji. The eyes kind of looking like oh, this could be exciting. <laughs> and uh, I take this as wow, like. What, what, what could this mean? Uh, but Parker, you're a loyal Fogdog subscriber, you have been for quite some time. And about four months ago now on the channel, I released merch when the rules changed for the NCAA. You know, not that I'm going to become a millionaire of it, I'm not going to retire from it, but merch came out and it's been around for quite some time. And yeah, you didn't know about it. <laughs> What's going on? Yeah, I mean, Wow, it is it, crazy because the fog dog merch is, that's what I wear every day. Yeah, that's some part enough of it. And uh, <laughs> you know, one of these podcasts came out when it did because if, if we had known that you didn't know about the fog dog merch, Aboriginal Cross Country, oof, don't know if you'd have got that interview with us. Um, so go see the fog dog channel, uh, link in the description. Get it's yourself a morning brother t shirt. It's time to educate yourself. <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking around. Yeah, we do. So anyway, uh, moving on from the disappointment of Parker not knowing about the Fog Dog merch, uh, I forgot to actually ask you, Baston, back to you, Sam McGill, what version of Pokemon were you playing, Baston? And I think I think this is talking about regionals, because the Fog Dog video came out, you were playing Pokemon, you know, the night before the race. Yep. Um, do you want to yeah, tell us a bit more? Honestly, I think at regionals I was playing Pokemon Unbound. I played pretty much all of ROM hacks on my computer, and I played all the mainstream games a million times. I'm actually playing Pokemon Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl, which just came out on November 19th. Already like most of the way through that game. Yeah, so I'm a huge fan of that franchise. I've been playing all the games. Um, just a nerd for it, really. But Pokemon Unbound is fun because like it's. Like yeah. an adult version of the game. Uh huh. Yeah. I got to witness a little bit of it. Uh, I think he was kind of finishing off in, in Florida uh, the day before National Cross Country, or two days before, because it was it was perfect timing with the new games coming out. Uh, in the first version, you know, the Unbound version, uh, it's kind of like an adult version of it, isn't it? Your your Pokemon mom got kidnapped. I remember yep. following along with a little bit of the adventure. Um, yeah, I saved her. <laughs> few. Uh, <laughs> then the day before National Cross, the new ones came out and uh, we did our jogging strides at the National Cross Country course and then you went to go and get those Pokemon games. So. Had to drive to Best Buy, well, Jay drove me to Best Buy to buy the game the day before a race and then I played it. Maybe that's why I ran so bad. I, I'm going to blame it on that. That's, yeah. that's a great excuse that I don't think any other owners have, so that's, that's why I ran Pokemon. <laughs> Up all night playing Pokemon. Um, anyway, moving on to a slightly more serious question, not to downplay the Pokemon, uh, but from Kevin M, who's another Fogbox subscriber, I believe he's a loyal Minnesota resident, uh, citizen of the States, um, he kind of knows you, Mr. Baskin. So, how, you can start with this, how do you view the impact you are both having on the Drake Distance program. Um, obviously it's very positive and a big bonus for Drake, but is it to any degree intentional on your past or more of a side effect of your success? Um, that's an interesting question. I think with everything we do, 
it's obviously intentional in some sort of way. Yeah. When we run well, I mean, we're both just aware of the consequences of that. Like, yeah, we're both making national finals, which is getting new recruits in. I mean, yeah, people want to come in and run with us, which is awesome. Yeah, and that's that's not something that we're like talking to our coach like, oh, like let's run well so that we can get more people in. But I mean, <laughs> that's obviously an unintended consequence of that. I mean, we're running well for ourselves, and we're running well for this program. So, yeah. um, yeah. It's definitely one of the reasons why. I mean, there's a lot of reasons why we want to be successful, most of it for intrinsic reasons, but yeah. one of the extrinsic reasons is definitely to bring in more recruits and to make the straight team as good as it can possibly get. Yeah, completely agree. Um, and kind of touching on the point before about potentially transferring somewhere, I think it's great being at a school like Drake because, you know, historically, you know, we've had a couple of couple of good runners come here in the past, Reed Fisher, Brody Austin, who we'll probably talk a bit more about in a minute. But um, if we were somewhere like Oregon, somewhere huge, you know, historically known for running, and we were doing what we were doing, you know, making national finals, for me, fourth indoor, you making national 1595 outdoor. You know, there's so many other guys who are out of Oregon doing the same thing. And not that it makes us kind of purposely stand out at Drake, but having having the platforms that we're kind of developing and doing what we're doing from Drake, I think is really good. Because, you know, two years ago, uh, obviously, Reed Fisher, had he kind of probably graduated like a year or two before that. Brogan Austin, I think, graduated another couple of years before that. But there was no real kind of running, running people known from Drake at the time. Uh, and we've come in, you know, I've now got the YouTube channel, we've got this, and we're kind of doing what we can. But it's it's not intentional in a way that it's like, you know, like, look at us, we're, do, we're doing this from Drake. It's more, we're doing our best, we're running our best, we're putting in the work, and Drake is the place that we're at. So we're completely making the best of every opportunity we get, and I think it's paying off, it's, you know, helping with recruiting, it's, it's good, and hopefully there's a lot more to come. I kind of feel like hopefully we're only just scratching the surface, and yeah, for sure. And also, like diving into the end of that question, what are you thinking about your eligibility? Um, Maybe you come back in a room with me. Oh. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, if you didn't watch the last podcast, uh, we kind of talked about how everyone, everyone always thinks on live streams, me and Bastion are roommates. Never have been, probably, probably never will be. Um, but yeah, so my eligibility is kind of an interesting, interesting one. Um, so I. Graduate in May. I graduate in May 2022, and I believe that I could come back and do cross country of late 2022, so fall of 2022, and then either indoor or outdoor of the following year. I can't remember which. The way I see it is like, if I come back, cross country would be great. I'd love to do it again, but I'll have to study. And then indoor, outdoor, that'll be great, but I'll have to be taking classes. And it's like. If I'm not going to get a degree out of it, you know, I'll be going into a post-graduate degree. It's going to be a bit of work, probably nothing hard, but it's like, why, why like come back and study and run at the college level if if there are other opportunities that do come up? And I'm I'm still nowhere near like good enough quite yet uh, to you know have something absolutely locked in. But I'm hoping over the next six months that I can kind of be at a level where. You know, I, I finished college, I'll be 23 when I graduate, um, and you know, 
hopefully uh, will be able to kind of be very happy with my time at Drake and move on to something new. Yeah, for sure. And I think for the people that are wondering, um, you should let them know what degree you're getting. Oh yeah, actually we did get a question on that. Uh, Born, Bow, Squad, uh, sorry for my pronunciation there. What are your majors? So, uh, I'm majoring in, well, my degree is business, majoring in marketing, two tracks in marketing. I had to really think about that one. Uh, <laughs> what, what am I studying here? Uh, but yeah, business, majoring in marketing, two tracks in marketing, so sales and sales management, and then integrated marketing communications. Uh, it's gonna be a lot of words on my degree. And to add to that, a minor in psychology. So yeah, th that's what I'm doing. What about you? He's a professional marketer and a semi-pro psychologist. <laughs> I'm, I'm, majoring in, I'm majoring in data analytics, which is awful, but it's like the business-year side of computer science. Um, I always use sports analytics as an example. So if you guys watch football, there's a reason why teams run the ball a certain amount, pass the ball a certain amount. It all has something to do with analytics, what works, what doesn't work. And it's about using coding and using statistics to like figure that stuff out. And that's what I'm majoring in. A lot of math, a lot of coding. If you're not good at that, don't ever go into it because it's a lot of terrible, terrible work. Yeah, I'll take on more <laughs> and uh, I definitely won't have any going into it. I did one proper maths class at Drake Business Calc my first semester uh, and it was awful. Uh, on some of our running trips I've seen Baston doing, well he showed me kind of some of the exams he's had to take and it is literally an alien language. It's not even numbers anymore, they're whipping out all sorts of signs, symbols, you name it, I couldn't even tell you what it says, what it means, nothing. I couldn't tell you either. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're getting through it, that's, that's what counts. Um, now, on the topic of Drake, we briefly mentioned them before, uh, Reed Fisher and Brogan Austin. Um, Dominic Johnson, uh, great point, we should try and get them on the podcast, both Tim and Ali members, I would love to get them on. Um, we kind of did knowing about them, coming straight, kind of have much of an impact on, on what you expected here? Um, I had no idea who they were until I got here. Now that sounds terrible, but I'm going to butt in and say Baston probably wouldn't have heard of Jakobin Brisson about two years ago. I genuinely wouldn't. <laughs> I, so. I still have no idea. Um, I've just be recently become educated in the sport of running. And now, like, I obviously went back and like looked at what Reed and Broken have done, and they're, they've been incredible, but, so no knock on them, they're both awesome, but yeah. I just knew nothing about running in general, like, yeah. couldn't, couldn't have told you Olympic champions from as soon back as 2016, but. <laughs> I mean, it's your own country. Yeah. <laughs> it's alright, it's alright. Um, for me, I think, you know, I heard them both, I really didn't know much about either. Um, they, Honestly, it didn't have much of an impact on my decision to come straight. Um, it was more so the coaching and you know scholarship and the degree. Um, and I think it's so great now that they both gone professional. You know, they're both Tim and Lee members. Uh, Brogan's focused on the marathon. Reed is too. But I think Reed will still kind of dive into some of those slightly longer track events, so five k, ten k. I think it's worth mentioning they've done a great job of reaching out as well and like Absolutely. answering our questions when we need them and like they've just been great mentors really in yeah. every aspect. I think it was after um after outdoor track where I got 
got absolutely bollocked in my heat, didn't make the final, that's to make the final in the 1500 outdoor with Eugene, Oregon uh, in June. And they made a group chat with both of us. And that's that's the kind of thing that we love to see. You know, they made a group chat with both of us, uh, kind of just congratulated us for the season we had. Um, and yeah, that's that's kind of what the sport needs. You know, those top guys who are running professionally, uh, kind of helping out the, the up and comers, which is great. By the way, you guys are listening. We want you on. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Uh, it would be great. It would be great to get them on. Um, now, a question. This I think relates to you pretty well, Asin. Same with me. We both run in both spikes. Um, from, I don't even know how to pronounce this, it's kind of a random bunch of letters, but uh, how are the advances compared to the Dragonflies? What would you say? Uh, so I, I just ran in the Avantes for the first time this last <laughs> weekend where I ran terrible, so, um, but I, I, I did my, yeah, it's the Avantes fault. <laughs> Honestly, I didn't really feel that much of a difference between the Avantes and the Dragonflies. Mm-hmm. I think maybe my Foot, like felt like it was like launched forward more in the dragonflies. Like, yeah, yeah. Like dragonflies almost forced me to be on my toes more. Uh-huh. But I like both shoes a lot. You can tell they're high quality shoes. Um, but yeah, I I never really noticed a big difference really between anything. I just kind of care about having my own look. Like I care more about my arm sleeves than I do my spikes, honestly. <laughs> You so, know, as yeah. long as you've got a pair of spikes, and as long as they've got a carbon plate in them these days, <laughs> exactly. that works. And I completely agree. Like, I've run in Dragonflies, I actually ran in Dragonflies for outdoor. We didn't get the new good kind of Adidas spikes, and yeah. you know, it, it literally is known. If you've got a carbon plate in spike, you've got an advantage. So I kept running the Dragonflies uh, for last year, and then this year, as in, in August when we came back, we got the Avantis for cross country. Tried them out, love them, uh, but realistically, they're not much different. There really isn't much of a difference. If you can run in Dragonflies, you can run in Avantis, and vice versa, both are good. You'll you probably do well in either. Um, yeah. yeah. I would say, though, if you don't have a spike with the play yet, game one, seriously, <laughs> they are nice. it makes the world of, the, of a difference. Yeah, seriously. I agree, definitely. Yeah. Um, and talking of spikes, uh, well, obviously we've run the whole cross-country season in them, but I think we're kind of close to finishing up with questions. So, moving on, the spikes will be coming back on very soon, uh, as soon as probably three weeks from now. Uh, what's the plan? Indoor season coming up, what are you thinking? Uh, wow, my, my plan here is to maybe, this first race, since we've been training for a 10k for so long, I would normally just want to start off dipping back into the mile of what I'm good at and just build build more confidence going into break, but I might hammer out a 3K just because I've been training for the longer stuff a little bit from cross, but we're, we'll see. It depends what everybody else does. It depends what Fog does as well. Um, yeah. I'm sure we'll want to race together so we can go for a good time, but yeah, um, yeah I don't really know what I'm going to do yet. Obviously, towards the end of the season, I'm going to be focusing more on the mile, um, but Short term, December 11th, opening at Iowa State, I'll either be in the mile or the 3K. Yeah, brilliant. And probably, so will I, for me, more likely 3K. Uh, Originally, it was even going to be a 5K, but I think that kind of got canned, and it'll now more than likely be a 3K. Um, I I am technically putting my name 
down for European under 23 cross country, uh, which hopefully I'll qualify for. If I do, then I won't be racing indoor at the Iowa State meet. I might get one in before that, but who knows. Um, but in general, talking about indoor, I'm, I, I love indoor. I hadn't run it before coming to America, and I'm definitely looking forward to it. Um, I, I do kind of feel like the 3K might end up being like the ideal event for me indoor. Um, just kind of having a bit more strength now, uh, doing some of the longer stuff, you know, having a bit of mile speed, I feel like the 3K could be kind of where it's at for me. Yeah. It's also worth mentioning what this guy does in the weight room. I mean, he's so, so strong. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's, yeah. You can bench the bar, not right? Yeah, just hang <laughs> out. I think I can pick it up. I can bang out a chin up, maybe. Uh, yeah. Yeah, we're, we're, yeah, we were in there today and I used a <laughs> resistance band and that was that was about it for me. Um, I'm learning, I'm getting that. Uh, weights are something, you know, uh, we all have our ups and downs. Uh, <laughs> I can't talk with you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're, they're whatever. But, um, and then anyway, from that, so we've got indoor season opener, then a break, winter break, come back. Um, you think probably mile for you, and then outdoor, more than likely 1500. Yeah. Yeah, very nice. And for me, who knows, could be the 5k outdoor. Um, kind of remains to be seen. Yeah. But I think we've probably talked about just about everything. If you have questions and you're still listening at this point, always comment them. Always comment on YouTube, and we'll get to them like we did today. Sometimes even I have a question. Like, for example, I don't know what the difference between European XC is and the Commonwealth Games. Yeah. Now, which is sad. Yeah. I'm going to get honest for a minute and say we did actually record an extra like 20 minutes. We have gone back over it, uh, but the recording didn't work. So during that time, uh, I mentioned about, you know, running goals and the Commonwealth Games being a big one. And Baston not just had to ask, you know, where the Commonwealth Games are, or who, who's going to be running, or he kind of hadn't ever heard of it before, so yeah. European, that's kind of more Europe, you know, that continent, the big one, kind of just east of America. Yeah, it's, worth, it's worth like six points at risk, I think. <laughs> yeah, oh, risk, what a throwback. Yeah. Uh, and the Commonwealth, Games, the Commonwealth Games involves all countries, basically, yeah. in the Commonwealth. And I think some may have left by now, but it's like, you know, England, Maybe Canada, I think Canada's in it, Kenya, Australia, um, and the next Commonwealth Games are in Birmingham in England, 2022. So the last ones were at the Gold Coast in Australia where I lived at the time. The next ones, literally half an hour from my house, and the next ones next year are in England, half an hour from where my mum and dad now live. So, ideal. Um, yeah. You got anything else for us? Not really, no. Um, our next episode, we're definitely going to get a guest on, so yep. haven't quite decided who yet, but. Oh, they're gonna love us. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> Fingers crossed. Um, yeah, no, it would be great to get a guest on here um, and kind of hear some more from perspectives. So subscribe, give us some comments, uh, check it out on Spotify, maybe other platforms by the time this comes out. But yeah, yeah. It's also award season. Fire's got one going right now. Yep, Bass will be coming back. Mine will be coming back soon. So if you guys don't have one of those yet, that's also essential. Yep. If you want to run faster, get a bullet. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> it's true. It is true. Uh, but yeah, that's pretty much it. So thanks for listening, everyone. Uh, thanks for watching if you're on YouTube. Um, stay tuned. New episodes coming soon.
So thank you for thank you for being here. Thank you.